From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Rob Nice, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Rob Nice. The weekend is here. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. It is Rob Nice here in the studios, and we are two days out from Saints regular season football. Saints-Falcons divisional rivalry home game. What more can you ask for? The anticipation is growing. As a matter of fact, it's it's as high as as I think it's been in a few years. And and fans around the city and, and people who have been waiting for Saints football, they just have a feeling, a feeling about this game, feeling about this season, and they cannot wait to start it. We thank you for logging on to Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com, or if you downloaded the podcast, welcome to the show. First taste of NFL action happened last night. Broncos against the world champion Baltimore Ravens, and I, they did not look like world champions to me. They they did in the first two quarters, and then Peyton Manning just came out. The, the nerves in the neck have been rejuvenated, regenerated. Whatever they have been, it, it accounted for seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns. Whoever has Peyton Manning on their fantasy team, just look at your opponent because they've already lost. And if you were going up against Peyton, it probably is a lost cause. 462 yards, 27 to 42. First time a quarterback has thrown seven touchdowns since 1969. And the Broncos put up 49 points against the world champion Baltimore Ravens. They did not have the home game in the uh, the home stadium of the world champions because of a schedule conflict with Major League Baseball. So opening night w- was kicked off in Denver. And it proved to be somewhat of an advantage for Peyton Manning to throw seven touchdowns. Man, that that was uh, quite a feat for the New Orleans native. On today's show, speaking of New Orleans native, we got a very special national anthem that will be happening right there on the 50-yard line this Sunday from Trombone Shorty. He's got the new album coming out. I say that to say this, and we'll be talking to him. Uh, Sean Kelly goes inside the Saints locker room and he ha- had a chance to talk to Kenny Vaccaro about his first NFL game. We'll talk to John DeShazer and we'll hear from some of the Falcons, including head coach uh, Mike Smith on uh, Matt Ryan, putting too much pressure on himself, maybe. We'll talk to Matt Ryan himself and, and get his feelings on Steven Jackson as well as Drew Brees. That and much more. It's the weekend. We thank you for tuning in to the Black and Blue Report. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. 
Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well fed too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. The Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Thanks to the internet, anyone can get a show these days. The Black and Blue Report continues right now. It is Friday. The I, w- I would say the eve of the eve of one of the biggest games in the NFL. It's opening day. The New Orleans Saints taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Kickoff is at 12 noon at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Now, one big thing that will happen before every single game is a national anthem. And very rarely do you get a special national anthem like the one we're going to get this Sunday from the artists we have visiting us today. Trombone Shorty, New Orleans native, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How you doing? Good. Now, New Orleans native, uh, Warren Easton High School graduate, as I understand. Oh, yeah, definitely. And all the way from there to performing the national anthem for the New Orleans Saints. Now, you've traveled all over the world. Uh, You have an album, which we'll talk about in a second. But the national anthem for your hometown team, the New Orleans Saints, sold out crowd over 70,000 people. What does that mean to you? It means a lot to me. You know, I've been going around the world representing New Orleans music and to be able to come back on a big day like Sunday to play for the Saints and do the national anthem. It's, uh, it's a dream come true. You know, I played the national anthem for some other teams in different situations, and uh, this is one that I couldn't pass up. So it's a great opportunity, and I get to play in front in front of the Saints and, and uh, New Orleans. Everybody is just a great pairing for me, you know. Now, you, we understand you have a, uh, a new black and gold horn. How did that come about, and, and what did it mean the first time you, you tested out that horn once you got it in? Well, I was actually in Switzerland, and this guy made a trumpet for me, and he brought it to me, and he and I told him I needed a little bit heavier, and it was black and gold, and I said, this is going to represent New Orleans and the Saints and everything. So I actually played it last week for the first time, and uh, so I'm getting used to it, but it's just very symbolic for the city, myself, everywhere we go around the world. There's always a lot of who that's going on. Uh, wherever we are in Australia, everybody has a Saints uh, jersey or some type of thing we weighed, and uh, where we just... Brazil, we walked in the place, they're selling Saints stuff. So, I mean, you know, people love New Orleans. It's a big fan base. So to play that trumpet and, and have the black and gold trumpet is just amazing for me and let them know that I'm representing New Orleans wherever we go around the world. Now, speaking of playing the trumpet, I call it a horn, but, you know, I have to be musician savvy and, and now I call it the trumpet. Speaking of that, that trumpet, you played it a lot for your new album. You have a new project coming out, and I understand everybody in the music industry, from, from uh, anybody that may perform at the Grammys, uh, People know who Trombone Shorty is. Now, going into this project, I would imagine that if you didn't dial some of those numbers, you went to those studios. What did you do, and what's the name of the project? When is it coming out, and how was that process working on this new album? Oh, it was a great process. You know, we recorded most of it in L.A. Raphael Sadiq, great musician, great producer, legendary 
guy all around. He Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's produced the record, and and we wanted to go out there with him. He has his own studio, and it was a great experience. We, we were able to learn some things from him uh, in the recording session, uh, songwriting different, the way that he approached it, because it's very different from New Orleans, but we were able to show him some things that we do in New Orleans, and he was able to show us some things the way he approached it, and it came out to be a good record. It's called Say That to Say This, basically making a long story short, some things that part of the New Orleans slang here. And uh, I didn't really call in a big special guest on this when I was able to get the meters together from New Orleans. You know, they they uh, they some of the founding members of some of the contemporary funk music that we have here from the Neville Brothers, Alan Toussaint, and all those people. And we recorded, re-recorded one of their songs, "Be My Lady," which they haven't rec- they haven't as the meters they haven't been in the studio since 1977. Now we've able we've been able to see them perform in different places. Um, a few times at festivals, but they haven't been in the studio. So to do that and have them there is a big move for New Orleans and myself. And it was just a great opportunity to have them agree to work together again in the studio. Okay, now you have that project coming out. We understand that a big fan of yours who's uh, fallen in love with this city is Lenny Kravitz. Now, yeah. now, what's your relationship like with him, and did he have any influence or any uh, recommendations for your upcoming project? Well, we talk all the time. You know, I, I, straight out of high school, he he made me a part of his band, added me a part of his band, 18, 19 years old. And uh, and we've been playing and, and exchanging things since then, like I talked to him a couple of days ago, he's a big influence on me. Without that opportunity, I don't know what I would sound like or where I would be, but um, we talk all the time. He just was telling me, you know, you want to make this record an event. You know, you want to go in there, and when people listening to it, you want to make it an event. So you have to compact everything you would do live into a short three, four-minute song, and when you get live, you can play how long you want to do, change it up or whatever. But he's always giving me advice and calling me. And I'm always calling him at any time of the day just to ask him uh, questions and things. So he's he's a big fan of New Orleans. He has a house here. He supports everything we do, and he considers himself to be a New Orleanian. Okay, now talking about the, the upcoming album and, and performing the national anthem, one of your biggest feats in your career as a New Orleanian and as a, uh, a New Orleans performer was closing out Jazz Fest on, on the big stage. How big was that crowd? Uh, that was a big crowd. It was a couple of thousand people, maybe twenty, thirty thousand. I might be off. It was, I say about forty-five, fifty. Maybe. Okay, that's it. Forty-five, fifty. But it was great. You know, I grew up playing and uh, with the Neville Brothers. They'll let me sit in ever since I was like ten years old. I go up and play a song with them. So for it to turn over to me is it was an honor and a blessing to be able to do that and to be from New Orleans and just carry to uh, have them have me to carry the torch. It was just a wonderful situation. It was a dream come true. So I, it's still kind of surreal to me. I, I know we did it, but I, it hasn't hit me yet. You know, even months later, it's just a, a great thing. And I'm happy to be a New Orleans representative to be able to close out the festival. Now, I say that to say this. See, I said yeah. the name of the album. That, that's a New Orleans slang term, definitely. But when you talk about football, everybody from New Orleans is, is not only a, a football expert, but a Saints expert. And now going into the winning seasons and the Super Bowl winning seasons, that didn't come for 40 years. Now going into all of the seasons growing up, you look forward to one game and, and that opponent would be the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. what, what does that game and that rivalry mean to you just as a, as a football fan in general? Well, we've been, you know, that's been a rivalry for a long time and, and it's been real rough at times and we know. So for me, this is like the Super Bowl, you know, for New Orleans Saints fans. This is like we got to win this one and it's a big rivalry. So that's what it feels like to us as Saints fans and everything. But I'm just excited that I'm going to be a part of it and witness the Saints take this one home. 
Well, before the kickoff happens, we will witness over 70,000 fans being entertained by your national anthem. Good luck. The album to say that to say this comes out when September 10th, Tuesday. Check it out. Oh, it's a very exciting month for you. Trumbo and Shorty, thank you for tuning in and stopping by the Black and Blue Report on Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Coming up, we'll talk with John DeShazer. So don't move. Black and Blue Report continues next. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, What? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? that we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves. That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best. Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home. Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Get geared up for the big game and wear what the team wears. Visit the Saints Team Store at Gate B on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It's Rob Nice here with you on this weekend edition. And up, oh, trombone shorty, he left his trumpet case here. I do believe I'm going to test that bad boy out until he comes back or security or police comes and gets it or something. But in the meantime, we got a chance to hear from not only the Saints, but the Atlanta Falcons. Now, they have a new addition in the backfield replacing Michael Turner. We have Steven Jackson from the St. Louis Rams. We have quarterback Matt Ryan and his thoughts on his new running back. Steven's uh, been great for our football team. Uh, he's a great leader. Obviously, you know, has been a, an incredible player for his tenure in the league. And, um, you know, he, he's a huge addition for us. Uh, I think on the field, you know, his, his diverse skill set, um, you know, adds to our offense, uh, but even more so off the field, just his work ethic, his experience, and, and you know, his leadership has been huge for our locker room, and I think guys have uh, been very impressed and, and uh, you know, have tried to emulate some of the things that he does. Saints defense will definitely have to watch out for him. Now, Matt Ryan, he, he's the newest member of the $100 million quarterback club, and his head coach, Mike Smith, is making sure that he's not putting too much pressure on himself with his brand-new big contract. We talk about it all the time. Uh, we're, in this business, we're all competitors, and the pressure that comes from the outside 
is not even close to the pressure that comes from within. Uh, you know, we're very driven. Um, I'd say 99.9% of the people that are in this profession are very driven, and the internal pressures that they put on themselves is much more than the external, and uh, I don't think that would be an issue at all. Well, everybody's doing a lot of talking, but we have to do the talking on the field this Sunday, 12 noon, the first game for the New Orleans Saints and Falcons. Coming up, we'll wrap up the Black and Blue Report and get a preview of the game from John DeShazer up next. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers, being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. We're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around, we got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. The Black and Blue Report continues right now with me, Rob Nice. If you're on Twitter, be sure to check me out at Rob Nice INC. Rob Nice INC. Coming up, we're going to hear from John DeShazer. But first, Sean Kelly got a chance to go inside the Saints locker room and talk with Saints rookie Kenny Vaccaro. All right, Rob, thank you very much. You know, we've, we've talked a lot during uh, camp about uh, Saints rookie Kenny Vaccaro and and getting ready for the NFL season and his impact. But, Kenny, I, I got to say, and I know you're on the same page as me, there are preseason games and then there are regular season games. So I know that you've worn the uniform and you've been home and away with the ball club. But just for you, as, as a student of the game, a football guy, to sit there and think about your first regular season NFL game, when, when, when it, will it hit you, I guess? Uh, probably after all the preparation is done. Last two days, I've been really focused on just my the mental aspect of the game, grasping the, um, the deepest scheme we're going to use going into the game, and then I'll start getting anxious as the week gets closer to Sunday. Tell me about your family or, or your closest friends. Those that are closest to you, are, they they must be beaming with pride for you coming into this weekend. Oh yeah, definitely. I've got a lot of ticket requests. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't get everybody a ticket, but yeah, a lot of people are saying we're counting on you. Represent the city, represent University of Texas. So I know a lot rides on my back, but. First and foremost, I'm just doing what I can for the team. 
think back, think, and, and it can't be that long because you're not a very old guy. You're a young man at this point. But think back. When, when was there a backyard moment? Was there, will there be now in this video game age of someday I might be that guy? As far as, oh, like, in a, hit, like going hitting to the, the NFL? Yeah. Uh, man, honestly, I didn't really know. I, I went to, I went to, I got a lot of offers out of high school. Mm-hmm. went to college, played special teams at first, and then I just got better and better each year. And that's when I kind of knew, man, if I can just really reach my potential, I'll be able to play on this level. I was talking to, uh, to Malcolm yesterday, as a matter of fact, and he says, no matter how long I've been in the league, it still to me is like the first day of school. I almost, I almost find myself making sure I pick out exactly what to wear, mm-hmm. I, you know, laying it all out for that first time each season. The same for you? I mean, I'm a rookie now, but I know my senior year in college, every game was I'm, I'm, I'm ridiculously nervous. I'm planning out everything, so I understand how he feels. You can always get better. I think football, you can always grow, so that's what he's talking about. You don't strike me as a guy who gets nervous, but I think that's human nature. Oh, yeah, yeah def- but I definitely do. I don't really show it, but inside I'm, I'm rolled up. But that's also because I have high expectations for myself. How do you, how do you kind of – keep it in check do you is there any way that you've learned to kind of wind it down a little bit I mean the best thing to do is just always be prepared the more prepared you are the less nervous you are but you're always going to have some jitters Atlanta just real quick about the game itself and you mm-hmm. guys have been preparing and installing as, as you've gone along well you look at the weapons on that other side of the ball mm-hmm. they, they'll, they'll keep you honest oh yeah definitely they got a great passing attack with with Tony Roddy Harry Douglas and Julio so um definitely but um this is the NFL. This is the big boy, so we understand what we're getting into. The preseason itself, for you, I know a lot of guys complain about the number of games and all that, but for a guy in your shoes coming into the league, those four games probably do mean a lot. Did the, did the speed of the game slow down a little bit for you? Oh, yeah, de- definitely. It was crucial for me, especially coming from the Big 12, when our formations are so much different. So I got to look at actual NFL looks. So I, I needed those four, four games, so I'm happy I got it. All right, the, that first play for you on the field on Sunday, do you, do you really feel like you need to hit somebody or get hit yourself to kind of feel comfortable? Well, I'm on kickoff, so I'll be. So hopefully they call they call defense first. So I already had that first hit flying down there. But it seems like that first piece of contact usually settles guys in. Oh yeah, definitely. It's always for me. It's always that first hit, that first run with the receiver or something. Yeah, definitely helps me. Well, congratulations on a big life moment. I hope you have a good time on Sunday. I right, appreciate it. Rob, back to you. Thanks a lot, Sean. And I'm sure if the nerves are flowing for an NFL rookie, you can imagine what what it is for the fans and and the 70-plus thousand people who are going to pack the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Coming up, we'll talk to John DeShazer and get his thoughts and preview of NFL game number one for the New Orleans Saints. The Black and Blue Report continues next. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice? Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? 
Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. The Black and Blue Report wraps up now. Thank you for logging on to pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. And if you log on and uh, download the podcast every day, we thank you. And not only do I thank you, my name's Rob Nice. Be sure to check me out on Twitter, Rob Nice Inc. JD, I just put the ink behind it because Rob Nice was already taken. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, that makes you sound like a conglomerate as opposed to, you know, just a dude. Yeah, and I don't think anybody <laughs> would incorporate their name, but I just put me. Well, there you go. There you, see, I, you know, most people don't think along those lines. I could have put DJ Rob Nice, which I have before, but it puts me in a box. So I put INC. Well, you know, you want to expand your boundaries. You yeah, know. yeah. I mean, you're a DJ. You don't show it. Well, you know, you know some things are self-explanatory, I guess. You know, the line of Richie and the Commodores, you know, sometimes it works in the club, sometimes it don't. But, oh, you know. you're going to pull out the Commodores on me, man. Woo! That's well, my time right what's there. What's going to work is maybe some Morris Day doing Dirty Bird, and everybody's going to be doing that dance, uh, hopefully in celebration at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome this Sunday. Big game happening. Are you ready for this game as much as everybody else is? Uh, I'm ready. For, I'm, you know, I've been ready for the season to start, actually, probably since about, you know, May, June, somewhere in there. You know, you go through the all whole off-season programs and training camp and mini camps and this, that, and the other. But, I mean, what you really want to see is something that counts on the scoreboard, as you know, and not to knock preseason, but – you know, let's let's be real. You know, this is the real stuff now. Your thoughts on the shellacking that that Peyton Manning put on the Baltimore Ravens last night? Whoo, man, he looked he looked really Shot. really good. Not he sharp. looked really good. He um he says his arm strength is coming back, and people say it, it isn't what it used to be, but you know he makes up for whatever he's lacking physically with what he what he gives you mentally. Um, he's got those receivers doing things that they ordinarily would not have been doing with other quarterbacks. I mean, it was it was quite the quite an impressive showing. I mean, granted, you know, it ain't the same Ravens that won the Super Bowl. No Ed Reed, no no Ray Lewis, but still, I mean, to do that to an NFL team, seven touchdown passes, and to just shred them that way, that's impressive. He's got Eric Decker. He's got Wes Welker. Uh, he's got uh, is it Moore or Thomas? Uh, Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas, and that last touchdown throw that was a bomb was, was just an absolute. Uh, just beautiful ball that that he threw, and it shows that his arm strength is back. And he's got the new tight ends. I, I, watch out for the Broncos, and, and thankfully uh, they're in the AFC, and we probably uh, and and definitely won't have to see them unless well, we win the you, Super Bowl. I was about to say you hope yeah. to see them in yeah. the Super Bowl, but yeah. that's the only time you want to see them. Yeah, hopefully somebody takes them out. Now this Atlanta Falcons matchup that's going to be happening this Sunday. Uh, they are rated. I saw the power rankings, and, and I changed the channel before they did it because I didn't see the black and gold up there in the top five. But they had the Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, I, I do believe the, the 49ers at one, two, and three, and they were shuffling two and three. Is Atlanta up there in that top two? Well, the, I hate to say it this way because it's going to sound like an insult, but and I, maybe it is, but you know, Atlanta's been a great regular season team. Uh -huh. uh, the last few years, uh, certainly, you know, made back-to-back -back playoff appearances for the first time in franchise history. Now, are they better than San Francisco? 
I don't know about that. Are they better than Seattle? You know, well, they did eliminate Seattle in the playoffs, but I'm not exactly sure they're better than Seattle on a neutral field situation. And I mean, you know, if if the Saints are going to be what they hope to be, they might not even be the best team in the, the Falcons might not even be be the best team in the division. But they were 13 and three last year. They did win the division championship. They are a team that's got a great quarterback in Matt Ryan and some great receivers in Julio Jones and Roddy White and a Hall of Fame tight end in, in Tony Gonzalez and a great running back in Steven Jackson. And they have an improving defense. So you can see why they'd be rated high. But, again, you know, that's based mainly off what they've done in, in the regular season. And they did win that playoff game. So I think people have a little bit higher value on them right now. But, you know, if number one over over Seattle and, and, and San Francisco, I, I ain't exactly sure about that. So you would say my thoughts is because they were one of the last four teams in the NFL from the, from the NFC Championship. And they had two teams from the AFC Championship. They lost that game. Yeah. So – Going into the season, they have to be in that in that three or two slot because they were up there as of last season. Well, Basically, they're basing it upon what they did last year. Yeah, again, but again, you know, if you're going to base it on what they did last year, you know, one, San Francisco's got to be ahead of them because San Francisco eliminated them. Yeah. And two, Seattle had them on the ropes in Atlanta. So, I mean, you know, they squeaked by Seattle and then they lost to San Francisco at home. So, I'm – Again, I'm not exactly sure, and I, I, I certainly know for a fact their defense isn't as good as those two teams, and those, and that's what's going to carry you over in the playoffs is defense. Okay. Now, now on our side, this is uh, definitely, if the anticipation is not that high, the, the numbers don't lie. This is the hardest ticket to get uh, to a game. We didn't get any tickets. We're, we're going to be in the dome, but we don't have any tickets to give away because that's how, uh, 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 that's how many requests came in for this game. Everybody wants to be there. Trombone Shorty, we just talked to him. He's performing the national anthem. You, you bring in the, the, the big dogs for that one. Uh, you have Sean Payton coming back. You have all the elements of a special game. What do the Saints need to do in that first quarter, that first drive, to calm everything down? Well, I think that's the main thing. I think they have to come out calm. Um, you can get in a situation like this, and the adrenaline's pumping so much, and all of a sudden – you know, you want everything to be a one-play 80-yard drive, and you got to take small bites of it and calm yourselves down. Now, if you can hit them with a big play, then great. But certainly, you know, exercising patience is the best thing, maintaining your emotions, because the, the, the crowd's going to be in a frenzy the entire game, so they don't have to really ride the emotions of a crowd early, early, because that's going to be there anyway. But you don't want to try to overdo it. I think the best thing you can do, especially in now if they go out on defense, Obviously, you want to force a punt. That's what you want to do. If you can get a turnover, great. But you want to get that stop initially. And on offense, you know, Drew Brees and these guys, they want to score every time they get the, get the football. So, you know, putting up some points would be great. I, th- I think to that Arizona game, the playoff game a few years ago when uh, the running back just, just ripped off a long touchdown run. Yep. I was happy when I saw that. I was like, get it out the way and then retune, reset, refocus. And that's exactly what they did. But you don't want to anticipate the other team scoring points because now we have to match that. That doesn't happen all the time to where a touchdown will calm your team down. But I, I do believe that we'll, we'll see a bunch of new looks from, from Rob Ryan and we'll, we'll see some uh, – it, it won't be perfect the first game. That's my anticipation of it. Well, reflect back to the first preseason game, and this is kind of a recipe that you know you, you want to do. If, if you can't get turnovers, which is obviously the objective on defense, you want to get turnovers. If you can't get turnovers, what you want to do is make it as difficult and uncomfortable as possible on the opposing offense. And one way to do that – it's to make them drive the length of the field in 12, 13 plays. 12, 13 plays, 75, 80 yards. Most NFL teams can't sustain that for an entire game. Most of them can't put together four or five of those kinds of drives. You figure somewhere in that process, 
you're going to force a punt because you got to stop on third down, or you're going to create a turnover or something like that. So that if you can't get the turnover, what you want to do is make them drive the field in a bunch of plays and, and let them mess up in their execution. Now, what I saw from, from the preseason game against the, the Houston Texans, uh, just Keenan Lewis got, got kind of caught up in, in, a, in, a out, in a go, and a stop and go, whatever you want to call it. The receiver was supposed to stop. He didn't stop and went and was wide open. And we're talking about Andre Johnson. I, I can't just say the receiver. I have to say Andre Johnson. Now, what I saw on the other side with, with the, the Broncos last night was that they blitzed the same way that we blitzed, but the only difference is they left that guy wide open. They left Torrey Smith wide open. But the only thing is they got to the quarterback before he can throw to that side. Is that something for fans when they they are ready? You know, you know, fans. It, if they see a one on one and the coverage breaks down and the receiver somehow gets open or gets an easy run to the end zone or to the football, sometimes they they blame the uh, the, the cornerback more than the scheme. How do you think that we will be able to adjust to this this high power, high blitz, three four? linemen turn linebackers just i'm coming from a fan's perspective when, when you say that just all the bits and pieces that are moving around something's going to purposely or not purposely be left open well i mean how should we perceive that well that's the thing i mean if you're gonna blitz you got to get home i mean uh yesterday cam jordan uh he referred to it as uh making it ice hot you got to get home if you're gonna blitz and you know then you got to be able to have capable coverage guys now Keenan yeah he didn't have a great day against uh, against Andre Johnson in the, in the preseason few guys have great days against Andre Johnson <laughs> you know there's a reason Andre Johnson is on a hall of fame pace so few guys can contain him man to man but what you want to be able to do is you know minimize those bites on the double moves and those kinds of things but you know but again no DB in the league you know whether it's Revis or Richard Sherman or you know whoever it is you're not going to be able to cover these guys six seven seconds this is the NFL this ain't college this ain't high school there you know there are very few pure coverage guys who you know Deion Sanders ain't walking through that door okay so you know you're not going to throw a blanket on a lot of these guys so you got to be able to get home on your rush and that's where guys like Cam Jordan and guys like Junior Gallette and guys like Martez Wilson and Paris Hamilton you know and Glenn Foster if he plays this week you know your defensive lineman that's when those guys got to get home and apply some pressure because a lot of times it's not necessarily to sack the guy it's just to make him uncomfortable and what they did on Baltimore from the, the rush from the Broncos was they rushed from the side that they left Torrey Smith wide open, which made Flacco reluctant to throw to that side. And when he finally wound up, they had him on the ground and the ball went straight up in the air. That's what you would like to see. And, and John, the talk is cheap. The talk has been done. It's time to play the game. All right, Atlanta, New Orleans this Sunday. And, and I have the best stuff tomorrow. So everybody uh, will have uh, Wendell Pierce there. But everybody will just be looking at everything Saints, everything analysis and looking at every website and every sports show to get ready for this game what should they do tomorrow well i mean gear yourself up i mean you know don't don't uh spend all day um you know some college yeah yeah i mean you know lsu's playing now now here if you're in new orleans <laughs> if you're in new orleans look superdome 230 Tulane's playing go and support cj okay curtis johnson uh coach at Tulane was a former saints assistant obviously wide receivers coach and um you really want to get behind that program because i think cj is gonna i think this is the year they're gonna turn and um you know you want to get down on the ground floor i'm sure tickets are fairly reasonable um great seats are still available yes. go check out Tulane. in fact i got a couple of tickets myself i plan on going uh-oh uh-oh uh oh! Oh, you're go. Oh, I thought I'm you going. To say you about to give him away. Okay. No, hey, I'm listen. going. Uh, no, I'm not going to tell you to do something I wouldn't do myself. I'm going myself. Don't start that problem. Well, listen, Roddy White, uh, Julio Jones going up against 
Uh, Jabari Greer and Keenan Lewis like the matchup, like the defense against the offense. I just like this game, and I want to see it. You guys can, too, if you have a ticket. Sold out Mercedes-Benz Superdome. If not, it will be on Fox. Check out the best of the Black and Blue Report tomorrow on Pelicans.com, NBA.com. John, you'll be pleased to know that the players have been playing uh, pickup games and working out. The players on the Pelican side are getting ready for training camp. All types of stuff are happening, and we thank you for listening. J.D., have a, have a, have a good game. Always bring good your to sweater. be here. I'll, I'll, I'll have more than a sweater. I can promise you that. I'll be, make sure to bring my North Face uh, bubble goose coat. And we'll see you at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Be sure to log on for the pregame report. I'll be hanging out with the fans in, in Champion Square. It's a good time, and this game is happening. The NFL season for the New Orleans Saints kicks off this Sunday. We thank you for listening to the Black and Blue Report. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.